Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. So is this the episode? Is this the... the what episode would that be, Rob? Might this be some sort of milestone? I don't know what you're talking about, Rob. <laughs> okay, well, I thought you mentioned something before, but... You mean our two-year anniversary? Isn't this the one? This is it! <laughs> it's the two-year anniversary spectacular! Wee! Well, since we're already starting off like that, I have something for you! Oh my god, I didn't even think this far ahead, I didn't think gifts... have to, because it was just me being cute. Oh, Damn it. Happy anniversary, Rob. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is it? (laughs) It's the Overwatch uh, Hanzo versus Genji set. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's cute. I'm going to take a picture of of the socials. One, two, three. Cute. Oh my god, that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh my god. I was like, there's always stuff to do. Oh, I love, by the way, seriously, I love doing Lego sets while watching TV. Oh, perfect. Like, I have a like a TV tray that you're mm-hmm. meant to eat off of, but you know, it has a nice, like, sort of raised lip. Like, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of us kids from the 80s had those TV trays with little So things legs. wouldn't fall off. Yeah, and little legs that stood up on their own, and yeah. you had, they were metal, and they are yeah, made yeah. of, like, whatever TV show you liked. I had a Voltron one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I had popples. As I had ri- popples. Do you remember popples? Were those the things that folded in on themselves? Into a ball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, probably G.I. Joe. Because things like that. Yeah, I think I had I had Voltron and I had um, Thundercats. Mm. Those are the two. We had Thundercats also. Yeah. Now that I think about I it. I think my sister had a Care Bears one. I, we probably had that one yeah. too. We, we tended to collect things like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I have a Ralph Wiggum one um, that we used just to hold remotes on the table. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, that chick gets emptied whenever it's time for a Lego set because it holds little pieces really well because of the high high lip there. Yeah. Now, oh I'm God. scared you're just going to like want to buy them all now just because I started you on the no, path. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the Simpsons Lego that I'm going like whole hog on. But the... Uh, Oh my god, but yeah, I mean, I gotta get my Hanzo Lego situation going. Yeah. Is this guy from, like, the short? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought the the short was just the two of them. I thought so, too. So who is that? I don't know. We're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. There's this, like, guy in a suit with, like, a uh, a cell phone or something run away, running away from Hanzo and Genji on the box. And yeah. he's, like, the third character, so. Yeah. And he's here he looks like support staff in the back who's just panicked, like the manager yeah. of this place. So he must be somebody. Yeah, he must be someone. T- I'm curious. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, happy anniversary. Thank you so much. I feel like a bad, a bad friend. No, you're not. Please. You're a great friend. Well, I'm going to surprise you with something when you least suspect no, it. No, implies- Like on a day when there shouldn't be any sort of reason for gifts. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> um, speaking of gifts, actually, I got uh, a lovely box from friend and listener Jim. Oh, Jim. It was so sweet. Uh, it contained uh, the, I believe, first episode or first issue of Simpsons Illustrated which uh, is, like, a magazine that I remember having as a kid. And so, like, everything in them is vaguely familiar, but I have no idea where my sets went. And I'm so excited. It's, like, in wonderful condition, and it just has, like, all this really, like, 
early 90s, like, Simpsons mania kind of rah-rah going on. I think I had it. Oh, it's so good. I used to love The Simpsons yeah. back in the day. Well, And, like, during the height of their merch days, like, before- I had the toys. Yeah, before it went all adult collector, and it was yeah. still, like, we we're trying to court a child fan base. Yeah. That- Merch was like the fucking best. I had the phone that was Bart seated, and when you lifted it up, his back fell open. I don't remember that. It was super weird. Huh. Yeah, it was like him sitting on his butt with like his feet facing you, like the bottoms of his feet facing toward you. And when you picked it up, his back folded out, and that's what made it off the hook. Because what actually put it on the hook was coming out the bottom of his ass. Gotcha. It was kind of odd. Interesting. Yeah, well... Hey, it's yeah. cute. <laughs> anyway, that, and, the, and there were two um, Futurama little minifigures, which are going to probably live in my office. I'm very excited about it. So Aww, thank you ones? so much. Uh, there is a Fry and a, uh, I believe it was Bender. Oh, sweet. As I saw them, and I was like, oh my God, these are, oh, what? At the, uh, at the <laughs> Simpsons thing. And so like, I, I was really excited. That's so cute. Oh, Jim's the best. Yeah, so thank you. Nice. Uh, what what have you been up to? Well, it's like lately, unfortunately, I've just been super busy with work. Um, but on the upside, uh, we just put out the Far Cry New Dawn story trailer. Yeah. So, um, if you want to go look at that, that was a thing that I helped make. It's pretty awesome. Um, pretty proud. I just of that one. saw it. Yeah, because she hadn't seen it. I enjoyed it. it. Yay! Yes. Wee. Yes. <laughs> um. So, um. Yeah, if you're feeling saucy, go check that thing out. Um. I thought it is it. If you're feeling nasty. Well, no, I mean, that was, sometimes it's, you know, Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, but sometimes if you're just feeling saucy, you can just okay. kind of go do that. All right. Um, and uh, let's see what else we've been up to. Um, we had a friend visiting last weekend. Oh, that's um, right. From uh, up north, and that was great. We had a chance to go to some nice restaurants and kind of just, see, you know, do the L.A. touristy thing. Okay. But like in a you know, oh, you, you'll probably be here every couple of months kind of way, so we really don't have to go, like... Full ham. Yeah, like, and he was nice, like, he was able to be, you know, on his own for a day while we were both at work, and we didn't have to, like, worry about him. Oh, so that was nice. It's one of those, like, super easy guests. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, a the equivalent of a house cat. Um, yeah. um And uh, it was great. Uh, Todd and I watched those two Fire Festival documentaries. Oh, yes. We watched both of them. We watched the Hulu one, then the Netflix I one. I have not seen either. What um, do you think? They're both good. I actually, pref- like, it's weird. The Hulu one I thought was more entertaining. Um, and then the Netflix one's a better documentary that goes more into, like, the sort of impact that the festival had. Yeah. Um, they're both really interesting, and they're both worth watching. Um, one is kind of, the so the Hulu one actually interviews Billy McFarland, like, the guy. Uh-huh. Um, and it interviews uh, a member of the marketing team that made Fire Festival also possible, um, who was fired by um, his agency, which his agency was called uh, Fuck Jerry. And so, like, um, it was a guy who was let go by Fuck Jerry and the actual guy who was doing the Fire Festival. So, like, you know, it's a thing of, well, they're saying how they, they're saying something that, although maybe truthful, they're also probably saying some stuff that to make them look a little bit less awful than they are, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but then the other one, the Netflix one, was actually, I believe, a production of Vice and uh, Fuck Jerry, the agency. Oh. And so, like, it's kind of – it's interesting to, like, look at the potential bias of, like, who they were made by. Um, but also, they're both totally worth watching. Hmm. And, so, okay. Sweet. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, and a little bit of housekeeping. Last episode, I kept saying Rip and Tear instead of the company Rip and Dip. Um, <laughs> I saw that. So, uh, yeah, I tweeted about it. Uh, Rip and Tear is actually uh, a gameplay mechanic that's referred to in the Doom series. So uh, it's kind of funny that, like... Who commented on that? It was Bud. I knew. Uh, yeah, Bud called out the Doom Rip and Tear connection, <laughs> uh, which it's funny because I think that might be why I defaulted to Rip and Tear. Yeah. So, anyway, a little bit of housekeeping there. That's something I would have done, yeah. so... It happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last, like, a little bit of quick stuff up, up to um, Todd and I watched the movie Blockers, which, have you seen that? No, but I keep meaning to. It is fucking hilarious. That's what I hear. It's super dumb, but it's really funny. Yeah. Like, game night funny? Yeah. Yeah. Like, really funny. Like, there was a couple, there was a scene where we had to pause it because Todd had to catch his breath. He was laughing so hard, and he was missing future jokes. Oh. Like, and it was, like, super dumb, but it was magic. Okay, I, I want to see it. It's, it's on um, HBO Go. Is it? I think so. All right, then. Yeah. I was just going to get you the disc uh, while you're telling me what you're up to if you wanted. I better double check then because I do want to see it. I'll just bring you the disc. If you watch on HBO Go, just bring it back. Yeah, that's okay, true. Let's do that. Um, I also, uh, Todd and I watched Candyman yesterday. The OG. The OG, because oh, I just so got scary. it. I just got it on Blu-ray. Uh, first time, like, HD release on it, and it I was so excited. Up. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I love that movie. One of the best horror like stories ever. Oh, it's so good. It's like so well plotted. Yeah, and the pace is really good. And Todd and I watched uh, Vice, the the movie about Dick Cheney. Oh, that's right. See, when you mentioned these movies, that you know, for me to come over and watch one, I couldn't picture what any of them were. I was mm. like, I don't remember. I don't know what that. And then I was like reading Entertainment Weekly, and I was like. Oh, yeah, Rob mentioned that. Oh, yeah, Rob <laughs> mentioned that one. Now I remember. <laughs> um, oh, and then... Um, How was it? It was good. It's upsetting. I mean, it's just like the big short. It's a, you know, nonfiction, and it's infuriating, like, what it's portraying. Yeah. Um, but it was it was good. Um, I could definitely see Christian Bale winning Best Actor. He disappears into that role. It's really good. Really? Yeah. What What have you been up to since we've last talked? It's been too long. It's been too long. Um. But something really great happened. I went to the premiere of Razor Tongue, which is that web series that I yeah. told you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, there was a, a crowdfunding link. Right, exactly. And um, Rain, she produced it, she wrote it, she starred in it, and we had like seven different, seven episodes, I think six different directors. How, how long was each episode? They're Let's short. Choose. They're like five to seven minutes. Okay, so the premiere was probably, was it all seven of them? It was all seven. Okay, so great. So it was about four, the whole, entire thing was about an hour for like, and we had like a little like, um, uh, what are they called? PSA mm -hmm. at, in the beginning that we also shot at a different time. Nice. Called Lit Girl, and it was more about like trans awareness and how to date, like if you meet a trans person at a bar or whatever, how to... It's for how men should be acting. So, like, yeah, so it's a, a thing because, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of the social cues are lost. Right. So yeah. it's just a little bit of a primer of, like, how to treat people like people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not, like, yeah, monsters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but that one's called Lit Girl, but Razor Tongue was the, the main premiere. And um, anyhow, so it went well. Everybody loved it. The makeup was a hit. And I did hair and makeup for it, and everybody was dying over it, which was great because more for my resume. Excellent. And, Good. Um, yeah. And so afterwards, um, we all went to this bar called The Harlow, and I got to hang out with people, cast crew, people who um, donated to the show. And one of the people happened to be from Seattle, Washington, who had flew in just for the premiere. And she 
is an avid listener of our podcast. Well, hello. Yeah, her name's Sarah, and she. Hi, uh, Sarah. Yeah, I think she's Sarah Wolf on um, Instagram and social media, and she's just a super nerd like us. Love it. She like collects the sideshow collectible statues so she just like or pre-ordered all the witcher statues oh man i know she does she loves the batman ones she loves like very specific ones that some of them are she just got this crazy looking joker that looks nuts and i'm like (laughs) where would you put that in a house (laughs) terrifying (laughs) right above the bed right she loves them and so um and she's also an ex-roller derby girl. And it was just cool to really hang out with her and get yeah. to know her. And, you know, and she loves the podcast. She uh, Actually, the way she found out about it was a friend had told her. And um, she didn't think anything of it at the time. And then in her podcast, like, what we recommend, mm-hmm. we came up in um, her queue or whatever it's called. And yeah. her recommendations. And she's like, yeah, you're um, one of the few podcasts I listen to. And you're right like right next to like NPR and <laughs> TED Talk. So you're like right up there. Oh, that's like, some good oh, company. That's some good stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but she, what the really touching thing she said was that, that we, uh, this podcast e- makes a difference. Like it's a small niche group of people who really um, like find entertainment and it's just, empowering and she said some really sweet things that i was like <laughs> i guess we can never stop rob no i, I hopefully we don't i'm having a good we'll, time still also we'll be doing this six feet under <laughs> <laughs> so. it'll be a little quiet but you know <laughs> yeah so thank you sarah that was i know it's, you're gonna listen to this so thank you for uh, yeah. everything and um oh i watched glass Oh, I haven't seen that yet. How was it? Well, it's funny because I hadn't even seen Unbreakable or Split. You Oh, you went straight to the last one. However, the day I knew I was going to see Glass, I watched Unbreakable that morning. Okay. So I at least had the premise, you know, and it was like... Well, and honestly, Split, I feel like just because it only introduces one character, and I think you can kind of... actually. Which I didn't. There was this girl in it. That... Oh yes, Anya, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, and I was like, "Who's this girl?" But like, yeah, for them to inter- like, at least I feel like Unbreakable does explain or does introduce both Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson, like two thirds of the main cast. Plus, like, what the the main premise is. Yeah, too. It, it gives you the bigger beats of the of the piece than Split would. Split, yeah. So I enjoyed Unbreakable. Yeah, because I'd never seen it. And I like Unbreakable. I my brother, he's always said it's one of his favorite films. That seems like a movie that he would really like. Yeah, and I guess I just never knew it had like a superhero twist to it and mm. all that stuff. So I, it never seemed that interesting to me. I liked it, and um, but Glass was fun. I mean, it yeah. didn't get the best reviews, but I liked it. It's it's kind of uplifting, but not at all at the same time. And the ending has this. It's a twist, just like That's... his usual movies have a twist, but it was a fun twist, I thought. It was different. I'm hearing, I liked it. I'm hearing all the scenes in the pink room are amazing. The pink room? Yeah, like when, uh, I think when Sarah Paulson's talking to them and the room is pink, like the whole room is very pink colored. I hear everything in that, is, like that scene is incredible. 
I don't um, know if I remember a pink room. Well, I could be crazy. Um, but I do – I love their outdoor ads. I've been loving, like, all the bus ads I've been seeing for it. Yeah. Like, there's one of James McAvoy where he's, like, bounding on all fours, and it's in front of the logo, so you can barely read glasses written behind him. But he's just completely, you know, sprawled out yeah. uh, horizontally across the bus like he's bounding. It's actually uh, really cool. That's cool, yeah. No, I – I, I, if you've seen Glass, I mean, sorry, if you've seen Unbreakable and you've seen Split, you might as well see this. Like, yeah, it's, the, I want to. The person I saw it with basically said that M. Night just took whatever he had from these past two movies and just ran with it and had really no boundaries in this one. Which I was like, that's fine with me. Yeah. So I liked it. Nice. It's different. Um, and I also saw, um, Ocean's Eight. Oh, how was that? It was cute. Yeah, Not, it wasn't as good. Is that as on like, HBO? Yeah, it okay. wasn't as good as some of the other Ocean's movies, but it was cute. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I like Sandra Bullock. So. That's, I wanted to see it. Um, I like a lot of the cast, and I didn't really love Aquafina until I think like the combo of Crazy Rich Asians and SNL. And I realized, like, she's actually kind of amazing. So now I really, really want to see it just so I can see Aquafina mm-hmm. along with, you know, Sarah Paulson and Kate Blanchett. And, like, Sarah Paulson, I'm, she's not always my favorite, but I did like her a lot I, in I Glass. Like, and I liked her a lot in this one, too. I kind of like her in everything. She is one of my favorites, I've decided. Just, I, I think I told the story about Sarah Paulson and me, which is oh, what turned me off. I think so. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll well, just recap. Yeah, refresher. I was working at Nordstrom. This was like years ago, like maybe five years ago. And she was, um, at the time, she was only famous for American Horror Story. Mm. And I, and um, anyhow, she was looking at either diptyque stuff or um, Bobby Brown makeup. She's right in that area. And I was working in that area, and I was like, oh, can I, um, you know, assist you with anything, and da-da-da. I knew who she was, but I didn't really care, because I never thought she was that amazing at the time. <laughs> and and she literally would not look at me. She would just look at the wall and pretend nobody was there talking to her, and she would, like, move her body so that she couldn't. It was really weird, and I was, at one point, I was just like, okay, well, let me know if you have any questions. And I just... Weird. It was very awkward and i was like she's nuts i don't think you'd ever told that story actually <laughs> no no it didn't seem familiar i to probably me. didn't want to tarnish her reputation <laughs> but i don't really care it is what but it she's is. so talented she's talented yeah. so maybe that's why she can act weird in real life <laughs> but so, um so what yeah. else have you been up to um other than that not much just um oh i saw this um this other great documentary called mcqueen Mm. oh yeah yes lee alexander mcqueen's like life yeah todd went to see that at the arclight i think when it was here oh gosh it's such heartbreaking yeah it's it's so sad but he was so talented and he's always been one of my favorite designers even when i went to fit him he was always like one of my inspirations Mm. so um yeah it's a really sad story and it filled in some gaps that i didn't quite know some things about but yeah, it was really good. I recommend it's on HBO Go. So, yeah. All right then. Yeah. Uh, that's it. What are you playing? Um. Well. Um. I'm just. Uh. Just. So I want to say out. You know. So people know. Uh. 
the anthem demo is actually next week, so that's what I will be playing next week. Oh, you I'm know really what? Excited. I, or next weekend. I watched people play on Twitch. Yeah, like because if you pre-ordered or had like certain access on EA Access, you could do it this weekend. But the demo that's open to everyone is uh, the weekend after this episode comes out. So nice. I'll try to get in there on that because that looks super cool. Um, but yeah, so what I've been playing? Uh, well, Travis Strikes Back, the No More Heroes title for the Switch, came out since we've last spoken. No More Heroes? Yeah, No More Heroes, Travis Touchdown. It's from Suda51. Yeah, like, I think Travis was a big fan just because it was, like, kind of cool. There was a character with his name. Um, but, like, so Suda51 is that crazy game designer that I really, really like. He did The Silver Case, Killer7. Um, he did Shadows of the Damned. Um, uh-huh. He did Killer is Dead. Then he did um, Let It Die. And... Um, He's, like, one of the people behind Grasshopper Manufacture. All of his games have this really cool, like, uh, attitude to them. And okay. he had a series that he developed for the Wii called No More Heroes, and he did uh, two of them for that. So this is, like, a weird sort of arcade experience in that world, kind of, um, where they're using, like, the idea of virtual technolo- virtual um, reality to put him into other settings. Okay. And so, but it's very arcade and I think a lot of it is to sort of meter the interest in a No More Heroes 3 which I'd be very interested in, but also, like, I'll play anything from this designer because I his attitude and style are so unique. Okay. Um, so I love Suda51 games. So, yeah, I've been playing Travis Strikes Back. Um, I don't or, think I've played any. No, I played Do you play Shadows, Shadows of the Damned? Of the Damned. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. He has that sort of uh, humor about him. Yeah, gotcha. And um, I just got, like, don't worry, everyone. Um, I bought Resident Evil 2. Oh, I hear good things. That remaster. I mean, I, I never really gave that game the time of day back in the day for the original ps1 but like everyone's saying it is like this like this remake is great and also like uh nick told me that i'm not a real gamer if i'm not playing resident evil 2 or he said i'm doing it wrong if i'm not doing resident evil 2 what if i watch somebody play resident evil 2 because this game's creeped me out (laughs) well i don't know only nick can decide on that one i don't know Um, I, i remember i rented resident evil 2 back in the day and um, I didn't get very far. <laughs> I remember that much. But. Yeah, I think I remember like really enjoying a lot of elements of the first game, but like never being very good at it. Yeah. To the point where I gave up. And then when two came out, I was like, does it look better than the first one? No, it actually looks kind of worse. Yeah. Eh, moving on. And I didn't even consider playing it. Yeah. And so, um, but I know it's more of an action game than survival horror at times. And I'm hoping the remake changed the control schemes a little bit. Um, and the reason that gives me a little bit of hope of that is because the other game that I've been playing, um, I'm also continuing uh, Ocarina of Time on 3DS, of course. Oh, yeah. But um, the other game that I happened to play and finish uh, was the remaster of Onimusha Warlords, uh, originally for the PS2. I played on the Xbox One in, like, just, it's the, you know, the remaster is lovely. The game hasn't aged especially well, um, but it's still kind of a classic favorite of mine um so that makes it four games so far this year that i finished um but like the interesting thing is onimusha warlords is a game that originally shipped with tank controls so you know no matter which direction your character's facing on screen up on the d-pad makes them walk forward like and then you know down on the d-pad makes them walk backwards so it's tank controls which is what resident evil had yeah that's right and now they've uh enabled analog stick control 
Oh. So it's all relative to what you see. You just put, push them in the direction you want them to go in, and they go that they way. They go that way. And so um, I'm kind of hoping Resident Evil 2 maybe has an analog stick control, just because the tank controls in Resident Evil I never really responded very well to. I don't see why it wouldn't. Well, fingers crossed. It would be potentially, I guess, to some a mood killer, just because they're used to these sort of more labored controls. I don't know. Which I hated. Oh, yeah. Me too. The aiming in Resident oh. Evil was god-awful. The fact that, like, it was a thing where, like, to press up, it lifted up, and as soon as you let go of up, it went back down. So it became a matter of timing to get a headshot instead of, like, if you just pressed up and it was persistent to where, like, you have a laser sight or something, or, like, oh, that's at their head thing. I don't have to press up or down anymore. It'll just stay there, and I can shoot them. Plus, like, there are weird angles. Yeah. There are weird, like... Oh, and it, aiming with a fixed camera angle is hard. Oh god. So that game was so difficult. So I'm kind of <laughs> I'm curious how Resident Evil 2 is going to be. Everyone's kind of raving about it right now. So Oh yeah, it's got amazing reviews. Yeah. And they're saying that Capcom is like the master of um remasters. Capcom is definitely like really really kind of I want to say exhausting, but they're they're dipping into their remaster vaults like cuz the Resident Evils have been remastered so many times. It feels so like many at this point times. like they're on every platform for the most part. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm loving that they're doing the Onimushas, though. They still have two more to do. Um, do, do, do. Please do them. I love them so much. <laughs> so um, there's that. And then um, my last little thing before I get out of the way about what you are playing. Um, always a little bit of news here. Backward compatibility on Xbox One. Uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow is uh, now available on there. And because um, it's the back half of January, Far Cry 2 is available for free for uh, Games with Gold members. And that oh. one's backward compatible as well. Nice. Which I'm looking forward to playing. I've never played Far Cry 2. And yeah. a, lot, a lot of people love it. Huh. It's one where, yeah, the very beginning you get malaria. So you have to keep taking malaria pills the entire time oh, you're playing the game. Yeah. Huh. Or okay. I guess until you are able to somehow get cured of malaria. I'm guessing that must happen at some point. But, um, and like your guns can jam. Like it has like more real life conditional problems. Yeah. So, huh. I'm curious. Okay. Anywho, so, um, very cool. yeah. So what have you been playing? Um, I got back into Thronebreaker. Oh, Remember, is, is it more stable now? Well, I the last time I played it, I it did freeze again on me. Um, but that was before there had this huge like player um, producer or creator conference they did on Twitch mm. about the game. Oh, so maybe since then they've fixed even more stuff. But I think that was more about Gwent and not Thronebreaker. So okay, I don't know. Um, but I got further. I'm doing very well. I'm thinking it's hard to say to say that I'm any good at Gwent because I don't think I am, but I'm seem to be doing really well in the game. Yeah. Or I'm just really lucky because like <laughs> moves I make seem to like get me so far ahead of the enemy at some point. I'm just like, how is this even possible? Like. Is it supposed to be this easy? And I didn't choose. Like, there are three difficulties. I chose the regular difficulty because I didn't want to, like, skim through it. But I was like, I want a challenge. But maybe I need, like, a real challenge. I don't know. But I'm doing well. I don't know how long this game is, but I probably I put a few hours into it already. So, um, and I've also been playing Overwatch because of the Lunar New Year has started. And I've gotten all of... Zero of the new skins that have been shown. Is there any skin that you're particularly 
you know, wanting. The tracer skin is adorable. She looks like a little boy, and it's so cute. I don't play tracer, but I want that skin. <laughs> um, but the other one I really like is um, Zenyatta's. Looks like that. I do like Zenyatta's a lot. There were, it kind of looks like, I mean, I put on our um, Instagram that it kind of looks like um, Lopan from <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China, which Absolutely. is great. But some artists did a rendering of Moira with that outfit, and it looked so good on her. I'm like, why don't they do a Moira skin like that? That would be amazing. So uh, maybe it's just a matter of time. I don't know. She definitely deserves like a Chinese New Year skin, though. She has the outfit already, almost. So, oh yeah, her her robes are very sort of Asian inspired. Like. Yeah, so you would think it'd be an easy go to, but apparently it's not. I don't know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's going really well. I really haven't gotten anything special from my loot boxes, which is sad because the reason you play is to get new stuff. But when you're getting old shit, you're just like. What the fuck? My freebie <laughs> loot box didn't get me anything except except for like um. I think I got two stickers I got and like, some gold. <laughs> I think I got a spray, a voice line, and a victory stance for Roadhog. And I was like, great, whipty fart. <laughs> and I, don't th- I think the victory stance for Roadhog I got was not even lunar themed. It was I think it was just our lunar New Year themed. I think it was just normal Overwatch. And I was like, great, yeah, a victory stance for a character I rarely use. Right. And I was like, Ugh. but I did buy the um. Mercy Lunar New Year dress, Fortune, which I wanted because it's shiny and gold. And I also bought the Symmetra Lunar New Year um, dress. And these are both from last year, which is like mm. kind of like a dragon lady, red and gold. So cute. Nice. So yeah, that's what's happening on my end. Um, nothing too exciting. Not really any new games. I haven't even started Hellblade, which I need to. Crazy. I know. I'm nuts. I'm nuts. Call me cuckoo. <laughs> and I was like, and you're like, I'm not, as I'm sitting here eating cocktail peanuts, I'm so hungry right oh now. Oh my God. Isn't that funny how that happened? I didn't even put that together. You're nuts. I am. <laughs> you're full of you nuts. You are what you eat. <laughs> um, also, did you hear that they're calling this Lunar New Year's Skin Fest the Year of the Beard? Oh, I have. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, yeah, in my notes down below, which I can cross off now, I put Overwatch Lunar New Year. Beards! Exclamation so point. So many beards. Yeah. God, every... I was like, they should just put a beard on Moira. Or on Tracer and just call it a day. Everyone <laughs> yeah. gets a beard. Everybody gets a beard. So, yeah. Cute. It's time to learn something. Or have you played something else? I'm ready to learn. You're ready to learn? Well, I'm ready to teach you something. The word of the week is shirty. Shirty? Like Pocky? Like Pocky. 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 Shirty. Shirty. Is it S-H-I-R-T-Y? Yeah. I would say like or of pertaining to a shirt. Adjective. Like shirt-like. No, but it, it is an adjective. What is it? <laughs> Shirty is bad-tempered, irritable, or cranky. <laughs> I identify as what that. What a good... That, you know what? I thought about you. <laughs> it's only one letter off from shorty, too. Uh, Which is funny because you know people call me that too. Get shirty, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's also only one letter off from being shitty. Uh, 
Oh my God, seriously, this is a word it's that a like perfect word to it's, describe you. It's got some rough oh, neighbors. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> to live in that neighborhood, maybe not the best. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> I thought after you yelled at me last week that it was a good word for you this week. I didn't yell at you last week. In text you did. Oh, I think that was me being funny. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was you being agitated. <laughs> oh, I probably was being, I probably was agitated, but. You basically said, you're not worth my time at this moment. I have better things to deal with I right now. <laughs> In more words or less. No. Are you looking back? Are you going through your history? Oh, yeah, it was just. Oh, yeah, no, it was. Um, I just, Unfortunately, it was just a time of scheduling. And I, I said that the. That something, you know, that meeting up was a lower priority than the mayhem I was dealing with. That uh-huh. was mean. I didn't mean that mm-hmm. like that. And I was thinking, I get it, but you didn't have to say it. <laughs> Sorry, not I was not meant in any sort of particular slam. It was just, uh, you're so shirty. There were very important things I had to address right <laughs> that moment. Well, it's all past now. We're at our two-year episode, and things are better because... It is time for the vinyl frontier. That it is. And I'll stop eating those peanuts because I'm pretty sure I've just been crunching this whole time. Yeah, people are like, what the fuck is going on? Seriously, you couldn't even stop the... The bone eater. (laughs) So, since we last spoken, um, only one thing has happened to the vinyl frontier, but it is lovely. Um, I got the uh, Brave Wave uh, release of the Shovel Knight soundtrack for the expansion, the Spectre of Torment Mm -hmm. expansion. It's the definitive edition vinyl. It's beautiful. One of them is uh, silver and one of them is gold. Ooh. And, um, and it, uh, it completes, so far, the uh, the Shovel Knight vinyl sets they've done. They've also done um, the one about um, Shadow Knight, or no, Plague Knight, uh, Plague of Shadows. And they also did, um, of course, regular old Shovel Knight. Very cool. So that is that. I love Shovel Knight. Well, I'm glad that's that because... You just got yourself caught in a graphic jam. I did. You did. Tell me more. <laughs> I would smash this, but there's still soda in it. Yeah, don't do it. Um, so this week I read the first compendium of The Witcher. Oh man. Uh, the graphic novels, and I'm choosing one of the four stories in it to talk about, and it's called. Oh, and this is the one that Rob got me for Christmas, by the way. The compendium. Wee. Um. Killing Monsters, and it was a it's a really good story about Geralt and Vesemir. And... Was it Killing Monsters is also the name of one of the trailers that they did for The Witcher Three. Oh my god, that's right! But they have no correlation. But it's just such a great name. Yeah, um, and um, so Vesemir is Geralt's master. Well, not master, but teacher. He taught him the ways of the Witcher, and Vesemir is also a Witcher. And so they go on this um, excursion together and happen upon this little town that has a lot of killing going on. And the people are like, there's a fiend that's loose. We don't know. He's in the woods. And I don't know if you know what a fiend is, but a fiend literally looks like the monster from or the god from um, the ritual. Did you see the ritual? I haven't seen the ritual yet. Ugh! I know. You did it last time. I'm sorry. I think I just had a deja vu of this whole moment right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You need to see the ritual, Rob. I know. It's so good. I know. Um, I, really, I really want to. Like, I would keep waiting for Todd, and we never are in, like, a, a mood to watch that, but we should. Well, it's this, like, deer-like creature almost that's 
that's crazy looking. And um, anyhow, so it's killing people, it's eating them, it's tearing them apart. But the problem is that the town is also being influenced by the Nilfgaardian army, which is like the evil army trying to take over the whole world right now. And so the the kind of, um, I guess, theme or moral of the story is who's the real monster? Oh. Yeah. So nice. it's pretty good. And I love that all witcher stories have that kind of like, well, who is the real bad guy? Yeah. You have to really get down to business to figure out what's really going on. Nice. And on top of that, um, I also finished the book Season of Storms, which is the very last Witcher <gasps> There's book. There's no more books. It's over. Like, is he still writing them? I don't know. This could be the last one. This is the last one I know of. It's last currently in print, at least for now. Yeah. Wow. I know. I finished all of them. Rob, it's so depressing. It's really funny, though, because... One of the, the like side stories in Season of Storms, they actually almost word by word did one of the graphic novels inside the compendium. Oh, really? Is the same story that girl goes through. So when I was reading the, the book, I was like, I feel like I know this story <laughs> and this character's names. And sure enough. So it's pretty cool. It's like I had a visual reference to yeah, it, you know. So. That's awesome. I was picturing the um, graphic novel as I was reading it. Because I was curious if there was going to be any overlap. Um, That's the only overlap. The, the thing about this graphic novel is it, it's almost like an afterthought. Or it's not really a part of what happens in the main four books. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of more seems to be more related to the first two books that are more just stories. So it's, yeah, it's more like the Witcher Adventures, kind of like if it were an episodic TV series, right? Like it's not really pushing the main story forward, but they're all sort of these inconsequential little side missions. Yeah, they're the side missions. There's no like, I mean, nobody who gets this far into the series will remember anything I say about this. But there's no Siri. There's mm. Yennefer and Geralt are already broken up. They've been over for... The, at the end of... um, Something big happens at the end of uh, The Lady of the Lake, which is the last book in the series, like the four-part series. Mm-hmm. And something big happens, but then Yennefer and Geralt at this point are already broken up, and he's already sleeping with other sorceresses, and it's nuts, like, what happens in this world. But it's like this whole other adventure... With Dandelion, which is also how the first book started, but it's completely irrelevant to the rest of, you know, the, the stories. Yeah. So, did I like it? Yes. Did I think it was necessary? No. Oh. I I kind of want to continue on that same vein of what he had before. Yeah. But, you know, you can't have everything. So. Yeah. Whatever. Um, There's also a brand new series, and I forget what it's called. It's also Witcher related comic books, and they're doing like a um, a regular comic book release every month mm-hmm. of this new this new type of Witcher comic book they're doing, starring Geralt, but it's like new adventures of him. Okay, so, yeah. So lots to look forward to until the Netflix movie or show, yeah, or whatever. Thank Hopefully not the Netflix disappointment because everybody's been asking me like everywhere I go. They're like, so what do you think about the show? And I'm like, 
why is everybody trying to scare me? <laughs> I want it to be good. I'm like, it's like that camera test I didn't love, but I'm still, I'm, I got high hopes. I'm really, I'm hoping that they I do know, it really. Oh God. That I'm they... scared now because nobody actually has high hopes for it. They need to keep it super adult. Me. They need to keep it nice and dark. And it's funny because the showrunner, I guess, posted a tweet yesterday or today. Oh. That um, she watched the first, I guess, um, cut of the first episode with her five-year-old son and her response was it's not a kid's show yeah no, no i would yeah. imagine not yeah i can't even imagine a five-year-old wanting to watch yeah that i mean like even if it's all. not super porny or super like adult like five is young like yeah. even if it was meant for teens five's a bit young they want to see carmen san diego yeah. riverdale isn't <laughs> meant for five-year-olds right exactly like so I don't know how that audience was a great, like... Yeah, hell, gear. the good place isn't for five-year-olds. <laughs> right. Like... Sorry I yeah. keep messing with my eye. I have, like, an itch that just won't go away. I hope I'm not getting, like, a... <sighs> Are you just overcome with emotion? <sighs> I don't know. I hope I'm not getting an eye infection again. Oh, God, no, not that again. I can't win. But no. it, it doesn't look irritated. It just has, like... Yeah, it doesn't look bad at all. So, anyhow. um, And, yeah. That's all the Witcher news. It should just be called <laughs> Graphic Witcher. It's just <laughs> Teen's Witchy Corner, where she talks about the Witcher. It never ends. You just sit there in your rocking chair with your tomes around you, and you're like, come and listen, and I will tell you tales. But here's the thing. You can all rest at peace and peace of mind, because literally, I've exhausted all my resources at this point. There's nothing left to talk oh, about. Next week is going to be like, so I read this fanfic and let me tell you, <laughs> no, or no. let me read you my fan fiction. <laughs> that will be the next section. It'll be story time with Satine. Where she's, my own, yeah, yeah, my own renditions, new, novels, and creations. New adventures of the Witcher. <laughs> next week, I swear it's going to be Lumberjanes. I promise. <laughs> I've been promising it since last year. Or, so. or stay tuned when she reads... <laughs> Geralt of Rivia goes to White Castle. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go through each um, page of the coloring book you got me, <laughs> <laughs> and then Yennefer said this on this page. <laughs> so God, I'm so I'm uh, so predictable. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, right, news. Onto the news. Um, so I have like a metric shit ton, and a lot of it I'm gonna have to go deep in. But I was just uh, kind of like we'll kind of go fast. I have a ton. What do you have? Do you have a bunch? Um. I'm yeah. CD Projekt Red's creative director for The Witcher left. Yeah, to go join Blizzard and Overwatch. It's like my two most fuckable games <laughs> had a love child, and I'm so happy. Well, so I hope that Cyberpunk still has the right direction it needs to be awesome. Isn't it over? I don't, don't know. Don't you think it would have been finished like to the point where you can't fuck it up at this point? I hope so. You would think so. I hope so. I know. Me too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um well, um well, I got a quick one. Um so uh orange shirt kid in little quote fingers cuz that's what I guess they're calling him uh is his mom is suing Fortnite for a dance that he submitted to like some like get your dance in Fortnite contest where he's claiming it that like it's his dance. The funny thing is though, it's actually the same dance that like you see those goth kids underneath the bridge doing when they're like sort of goth raving. Like that dance is in there. And even then it's some rapper's dance. So like yet another Bird another plus. lawsuit to add onto the pile. Like I do feel like if any of them win, like it's gonna ruin everything. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of fallout from it. Anyway, I just thought that was kinda interesting. 
Um, have you heard about who the voice of Sonya Blade in the new Mortal Kombat is? No. Ronda Rousey. Wait, why do I know that name? She's a UFC fighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's probably one of the more famous UFC fighters yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely one of the most famous women UFC fighters. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so she's the voice of Sonya Blade for the new um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the new 11. Mortal Kombat, which is fun. That's dope. I like that. Do you have another news? Uh, yes. Um... No. Well, you go. Well, okay. Um, so it turns out GameStop has oversold their allotment of the Kingdom Hearts 3 PS4 Pro bundles, which is a bummer. So they had to start canceling people's pre-orders. They're offering them like a $25 gift card for their troubles. Yeah, that's nice. But like, it sucks. That means like these people now can't have to find other arrangements, which means they're going to be buying way inflated prices if they still, if they really want this console instead of being able to go to another store. Console? No, it was a console bundle. Oh, a console bundle. Yeah. So this is not like, oh, your $60 game wasn't available, so here's a $25 gift card. It's your $400 console that you thought you were getting that's, like, special for this game is not available. So have fun buying that on eBay. Yeah. Whoopsie. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um... Did you know that Glad is now dipping their hands into video games? I had heard that this year they have, uh, for the first time ever, a gaming category. Yeah. Do you have those nominees? Well, I only have... Uh, I don't, No, do you? Because I do. Oh, because I only have um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Good. Well, do you have info on that whole thing? Because that's interesting. So, um, yeah. yeah, Glad, their first ever gaming category includes The Elder Scrolls Online, Somerset, Guild Wars 2, Path of Fire... Pillars of Eternity 2, Dead Fire, uh, The Sims Mobile, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Interesting, huh? That's a weird list. They're all RPGs for the most part. So it yeah. makes sense that like these would all be games that have like deep character. But why? Roots. Like not that this was like one of my favorite games, but why isn't Dream Daddies in there? Uh was that Dream two Daddy years ago? Two, not this year. Oh, that's two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Am I that old? Yeah, Dream, Dream Daddy was not part of my games that I played through last year. It gotcha. was yeah, two years two ago. Two years ago. Wow. Okay, so um, apparently there's... Even though I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, I think it does deserve to be mentioned about the, for like a GLAAD award. However, the controversy is that there's a DLC out now that yep. it forces your player, or either Cassandra or Alexio... Alexio? Alexios. Alexios. To have a heterosexual relationship. Yep. And so, like, in the actual game, you can go back and forth. You could do whatever you want. You can bed who you want. You can have a relationship with who you want, whoever you choose. But in the DLC, it forces it upon the player. So it takes away that that um, freedom. Well, have you heard the silver lining on that? That they're... Okay, so apparently... Is it it's Ubisoft, right? Ubisoft, yeah. They are like, we're so sorry. We understand that this is actually a big mistake on our yeah, part. Yeah, this is a weird oversight that we did so not think through. We are actually going to go back and change the DLC so you can have any partner you want or yeah. whatever it yeah. is. They're they're fixing it so they aren't forcing people into a heterosexual relationship. Right. Um. So yeah, like they are actually like the nice thing is yeah they listened and I think that's actually uh, the Glad Award was with that in mind I believe. Or the glad, you know, nomination is mm -hmm. with that in mind, and that like, the yes, change. there is a, but there's a. They even said, I think there's a misstep, but there's been a dialogue, and it is being addressed. Like it is a thing that like it's there's an awareness. 
Yeah. So I think that's that's the important thing that's there. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That was on my list too. Um so uh did you hear the news about Metroid Prime 4? No, tell me. So Metroid Prime 4 was um I don't remember who was or who was developing it. Um but you know obviously Nintendo would be publishing and um so it was under review by Nintendo and I guess they found it was not up to their standards. So they trashed the development the entire and game? it's being started over i believe but it's being started over with retro studios out of austin texas who are the people who actually made the original prime trilogy oh wow so um that's i mean it is possibly a blessing in disguise or not possibly it probably is a blessing in disguise if nintendo said it wasn't up to their standards then that's good that it stopped and it's going to a developer that we know can do these games right it sucks that it's probably pushed the release out, you know, a good couple of years, but come on, this is this is good news, really. Just, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a wait, but other than that, worth it. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so anyway, a little bit of, so a little bit longer before we get our, our Samus fix. Yeah, awesome. Keep going. Um, okay, uh, well, um, speaking of uh, the No More Heroes franchise and Travis Strikes Back, um... Or is it Travis Strikes Back or is Travis Strikes Again? I think it Strikes Back, but I wasn't sure. Either way. Um, so anyway, the um, there was recently an update to that game where they actually brought in a character from Killer7 named Dan Smith into the opening cinematic, which a lot of people don't know what this means. It definitely means that No More Heroes operates in the same world as Killer7. But like, does that also mean maybe a crossover, DLC... You know, featuring something. I'm hoping a remake of Killer Seven. It just got redone uh, in HD for the PC, so I really want that to come to console so I can play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that was exciting that that could mean something. Also, I mean, because in Killer Seven, you're playing as a an assassin, pretty much with like seven personalities, more or less. Oh. Or it's like yeah, it's like a team of seven, but it's really more like you're probably one person with seven fractured personas. Or it could be like since eight. Oh. Where you could be in multiple places at once, connected by one mind. Maybe <laughs> you're like not buying it. No, uh, <laughs> no, but um, but like yeah, in that it's about a bunch of assassins, and so like that could be a thing where, you know, uh, they are um, maybe that's one of the people that Travis is gonna have to go after because the whole idea in No More Heroes is you're killing all these assassins, so you're the number one assassin. Sweet, I like that. Um, yeah. And then, um, last little quick bit, uh, it's been announced that Netflix is developing a Resident Evil TV show. You know, there's a lot of video game, um, movies and TV shows in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, um, live action or animated Resident Evil? Uh, I think it's going to be live action. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, Did um, you see the list of, like, all the video game related movies that are, like announced no other than like pokemon detective pikachu no uh angry birds 2 uh sonic the hedgehog uh, assassin's creed 2 borderlands call of duty carmen san diego centipede contra the division duke nukem firewatch five nights at freddy's fruit ninja gears of war half-life heavy rain uh just dance kane and lynch the last of us mass effect mega man metal gear solid metro thir- uh, 2033 minecraft Missile Command, Monster Hunter, <laughs> it goes on. Jesus. Rabbids, Rainbow Six, Portal. These were all announced. Not all of Resident Evil. Um, 
which you just said. Yeah. Set to begin production in 2019. So Jesus. Right now. Um, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Shinobi, The Sims, <laughs> Sleeping Dogs, Super Mario, the movie. Well, I knew about Sleeping Dogs. That's one I, a few ones I, I knew about. I thought Mario Brothers said they weren't going to do another movie. No, no. They're going to do an animated one. Oh, yeah. Animated Studio Illumination teamed up with Shigeru Miyamoto and yeah. Chris... Da, blah 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 animated to make Nintendo's movie. Wow, yep. due out 2022. Yeah, that, we mentioned that a little bit ago. Did we? It's on like the yeah, it's on fast track development. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Well, Tetris Uncharted, Watchdogs, Werewolves Within. What the fuck? That's a lot of video game movies. That is a lot of video game movies. <laughs> um, do you know what I would really like to see though? What? An Overwatch animated series. That'd be neat. In anime form. Oh, so you wanted to change its style a little bit. Nah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I want it still cutesy. But <laughs> yeah. just not like, um, yeah, not CG looking. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just watching. I lo- just lost an eBay auction. I'm sorry, Poot. It's okay. It really. For me. Uh, it was not. And I don't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right then. Just kidding. It's okay. I care for your happiness. Um. Well, speaking of more stuff in development, did you know that De- Detective Pikachu, uh, the second script, is already in the works, even though the movie hasn't come out yet? I don't even care about the first movie. Really, it looks fun. I don't care about Pokemon. I don't care about a talking Pikachu who I thought only said Pika. Well, yeah. Now he can talk, and he sounds like Ryan Reynolds. Since when? I don't know. Exactly. They're making shit up. I know it's a whole thing, though, Detective Pikachu, but I don't get it. <laughs> I sound like an old person now. <laughs> I'm going to get backlash from this. With that you'll never get it. With that attitude. I also have a giant Pikachu amiibo at uh, at work on my in my office. Oh, that's cute, It's though. super cute. I, I think Pikachu's fucking adorable. Yeah, I love Pikachu. But I think a Pikachu who sounds like Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is, like, such a turnoff. Well, you know what the internet wanted him to sound like, right? Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito, which I think would have been really odd, but kind of awesome. Cute. It would have been cute. But why can't Pikachu just sound like Pika? Well, because they're trying to solve a crime, and you need to understand what they're saying. No. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. No, no. Well, I have some very big news. Um, so um, anyone out there that is feeling like maybe the Overwatch League is possibly out of your skill set, um, but you still want to develop some sort of esports chops, um, it has just been formally announced uh, by the developer that Farming Simulator is going to become a genuine esport with $284,000. $803 in prize money. It is a rounder number in its original uh, currency. It was converted for the article I read, and it gave me that very specific number. And $3? Yes. Yeah, it, that, you cannot forget that last $3 at the end of that 800 at the end of that bigger number. What the fuck? But, um, but yeah, well, no, it was a round, nice round number, like, in its na- native language, or its, you know, natural currency. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, but Farming Simulator, that game, gonna be an eSport. Get excited. That sounds awful. <laughs> I thought it was funny when I read it. Hashtag um, awful. Oh, speak- it is funny, though. Yeah. Speaking of awful, um, I don't know if you, have you been following Machinima? What's been happening with them? 
No. So Machinima Are they finally like going under? <laughs> every year they have this thing where they hire a bunch of people and then they they usually like cut like thirty to sixty percent of their staff, I feel like every fall. Yeah. Um or winter. And so um It's the ebb and flow of that. Yeah, like Machinima <laughs> for some reason, yeah, they've they've rebranded in the last two years, they've been bought and sold. It's been a whole thing. Well doesn't isn't Machinima owned by Warner Brothers. Warner yeah, WP. Yeah. yeah. And so um, their YouTube channel, all their content recently was set to private or removed. And um, a lot, there was a massive uh, bit of layoffs again. And so it seems like this might be a thing where they're trying to figure out if Machinima is going to continue or or what's happening. I read some stuff about some new content coming, but I don't know why all the old content would have been retired. So I don't know. I'm like, it's weird. For the first time ever, like no one wrote an article about really like, what was happening What's going on there they're just writing articles saying that like oh all the videos are private but no one's saying like uh, like you know but i know people who got laid off that are friends with me on facebook so i knew specifically that they were let go but no one there's been no reports of layoffs there's just been reports of what's going content on? being taken down huh so um i thought that was kind of odd but i guess we'll have to keep watching and see what happens with that but i think it could be the beginning of the end of machinima yeah, it's weird though because they do have a big following. Yeah. So are they just not getting advertisers, or I don't know. What is it? Well, what would it be? I feel like it's so odd in that like individual people have done a really great job at monetizing, you know, streams and video game fandom. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of small places that like you know Rooster Teeth and like they're they're still. But they're also not putting money into anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, if there's this thing where it's very low production value, but it's very high return, but it's only to a certain point, and it only supports a certain size of organization. And when you look at stuff like G4 or Machinima, it's like whenever it tries to go bigger scale for some reason, it just yeah. is, it's not sustainable. Yeah. There was this article I read that um, basically the same thing's happening for HBO and Netflix right now. They're trying to figure out what the audience is, what they need to spend, because um, apparently Fortnite is beating them in all these numbers, like in viewability, viewer, viewers, and like on Twitch and things like that. Yeah. But they're like, there's no money going into that. Yeah. It's one person, like Ninja, for example, is one they use. Yeah. And people are watching that more than they're watching like our billion dollar shows. Yeah. Why should we put so much money into our shows if people are watching that? Yeah. So they're trying to figure out what is the justification of having these really awesome shows if more people are watching a single player play yeah. a stupid video game that nobody likes. Well, that I don't like. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> like, but, but yeah, no, but like, there definitely is a thing where entertainment seems to be, you know, decentralizing a bit. Yeah. And it's a matter of how do you want to do this? Because Netflix is producing all of the shows yeah you know, and hbo always kind of tends to have this more curated kind of uh vibe but even then like is it you know i mean i know that i i heard a thing saying that the ceo of hbo was like you need to be making more shows and we need to be keeping up with netflix here but i think the whole thing that makes hbo so special is i trust that almost every single show on hbo is of a certain caliber there are no bad shows there are shows maybe i don't like very much or yeah. that i'm not the audience of but, like, HBO hasn't really made that many just bad shows. Right. You no, know? exactly. Because, like, even, like, as much as I want to talk shit about Entourage and I'm not a fan, like, there were some elements of Entourage that were quite And it good. shaped an entire generation. Yeah. So. Like, it is a thing where, H where Entourage was at least an HBO show. It was a douchey show. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But, but it I, was an HBO show. Like, 
as a disclaimer, like I say shit on this podcast that I hate like Fortnite. I hate like like why is Pikachu? Da- but I get it. Yeah. It's not that I don't get it. <laughs> it's just that in the moment. Yeah. I say stupid Very shit. Very passionate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know I felt so strongly about that. And here <laughs> I am. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do like Fortnite because I actually do watch people stream it. I just hate myself playing it because I'm so bad at it that yeah. it makes me angry to think about. <laughs> well, speaking of Netflix making all of the shows, uh, yeah. so we're talking about that. Uh, did you hear they're they're working apparently on a reboot of Unsolved Mysteries? No. Yeah, that's a good show. So that'd be fun because, like, I think people could, love true crime, and I think you can watch the old seasons of Unsolved Mysteries on Amazon Prime, or at least you could for a while. Um, but yeah, for like new se- new seasons to be on Netflix is pretty neat. Yeah. Um. And then I got two other bits of news. How about you? Uh, no, keep going. Okay. Um, so uh, Overkill, the game studio, they um, recently made a Walking Dead game. And um, they had to postpone the console releases of it for a bit to put out the PC version in November. And the PC version did not, it was not very well received when it came out, uh, which is a bummer. It doesn't seem to be selling very well. It seems to be generally kind of i think a little busted and just people are are overall unhappy about it um and so they they postponed the console versions until uh early this year they just announced that the console versions have been indefinitely postponed which is a bummer and i read some article i think saying that they paid 50 million dollars for the walking dead license to get to use it Oh, no. And this game is just not delivering on PC to the point where I guess it's not even worth them making it work on consoles, which is, it's a bummer. I, I you know, it's, you kind of wonder how a game studio comes back from something this big. Yeah. So um, that's kind of crazy. It's just sad, sad to see. That is a bummer. Yeah, it's funny because even like my godson is like a huge Walking Dead fan and his mom is too. And like they were even saying like, yeah, well, we heard it's not that great. But we can't wait for it to come out for Xbox so we can play it because we love the we love the the show. Yeah. And like I was like, really? It's I've heard it's like bad. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, we love the show. We really wanted to play it. That's just like the Alias game for the first PlayStation. Like I love the show Alias, even though the game sucked. I love playing it because you're Sydney Bristow and you get to wear a red wig. <laughs> so that's all that really mattered to me. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Keep going. Do you have any more? I have one last bit of news. One last. I'm done. This is a good one. This is a happy bit of news. Well, I need some. Oh, but we also have to do the game releases for February. Oh. We have those. Okay, cool. If you don't. Well, um, let's do this, and then we'll do game releases, and then we'll keep going on. Okay. Um, So um, there was a streamer named H Bomber Guy who recently did a Donkey Kong 64 stream, and it raised uh, $340,000 for trans youth. Oh wow! And um, it, there was a int- like an, a, a cool little addition to that. Um, during that uh stream, um, Alexand- I never remember is it Alexandra or Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? I think it's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She's like the twenty nine year old uh representative from New York, okay, or Senate member. I think she's a House of Representatives. I'm I, I'm terrible with politics, um, but she is a the a um advocate but she is but she's also a um politically she is a democratic socialist so she scares a lot of people because you know her thoughts so far to the left yeah her thinking is considered very extreme but it's Mm -hmm. not honestly that extreme she's young she's she's excited um she is uh i believe 
I think she's Puerto Rican. Um, she's Latina. And she grew up in, I think, Queens uh, or the Bronx. Uh, I always forget. Like, there's a lot of details there. But, like, she's she seems to be a very, very exciting candidate. Uh-huh. Um, she's not yet 30. And um, she's, like, you know, for example, like, she's the one that's, like, she's paying her interns $15 an hour. A lot of people don't pay their interns at all. And so, like, she's trying to create a better sort of government, mm-hmm. like, by leading by example. But, like, she's been really great on Twitter because she's good on clapbacks and kind of getting in there and um one person straight up said like oh yeah well you know x amount of republicans are not agreeing with donald trump at this point and she was like yeah yeah all your all your base are belong to us because like you know she like making a a a reference to stuff that her followers would actually follow yeah yeah yeah. but like she apparently ended up making a quick cameo in that twitch stream and was talking about like you know stuff and how this is an important cause and so she was involved also in this sort of stream that raised three hundred and four thousand dollars or three hundred forty thousand dollars for trans youth wow so that was a little bit of good news that i was happy to see that's really cool yeah, donkey kong 64 raising over a quarter of a million dollars for charity what is the correlation with Donkey Kong? It's just I don't know. a, a that's the game, game. I, I think there was a reason why that was the game he wanted to play but i don't recall Hmm. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's nice to see a stream raising money, like for a cause. Like I feel like last time we talked, I talked about awesome games done quick, making over two million, and now we got something making over a quarter million for trans youth, which is cool. Yeah, that's that's really nice. So yeah. All right. Well, it's good to know there are some good people out there still. Right. So let's talk release dates. What's what? Few and far between, but they're there in February. Um. So Wargroove. That's that that one. No, but it sounds like. More fun than war should be. Inspired by Advance Wars franchise. Oh. um, So it's like it's multiplayer. I don't know. Well, it comes out um, PlayStation 4. Oh, well, Xbox and Windows PC on February 1st, later, and Switch. And then PlayStation 4 comes out another day. Doesn't say. Okay. I don't know that one. Me neither. Um, Crackdown 3. February 15th. Yes. Very good. Or, and it's also for free, if you have Xbox Game Pass. Well, look at you, Miss Thing. Far Which Cry Game Pass New... is cool. It's oh. a good deal. It's yeah. Like Netflix. Well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You Keep... should. Like, yeah. you should have Amazon Prime. <laughs> you should have Netflix. Yep. There are certain things in this world you need to have. And yeah, I, it's funny, cause I think I'm going to do Xbox Game Pass instead of buying Crackdown 3. Because that way, if I only play it for a month, I can pay 10 bucks for it and then Get be the year. done. Yeah. That's it. Done. So, nice. anyway, Keep going. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn on February fifteenth. Yeah, how did you know? I was just, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm a fan of the franchise. Jump Force. Oh, I've heard about that. Um, it says this is what happens when you dump a library's worth of manga characters into a fighting game developed by Spike Shunsoft. All right then. Um, and it comes out on everything on February fifteenth. It's busy. Day. It is a big day. Metro. Exodus, Exodus, February 15th. Another post-apocalyptic game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthem. That's February 21st, right? Almost. Second. 22nd? Yeah. Got it. Uh, Which I'm excited about that. It looks cool. Yeah. And I'm hearing good things. I'm hearing it's like Destiny, but with the Bioware love, which is what it needs. Yeah. And it's third person. I think it goes but into first person But you could probably go well. into first, too. I think it's... Third person for navigation and first person for combat. Oh. I think, although it could be depending on how you play, maybe third person is is more viable. Like think about like your biotics from uh, 
from um Mass Effect, Mass Effect like yeah. it, versus if you're kind of going down the sites, you were almost first person. I'm kind of curious. I want to play Anthem. We'll play the demo next weekend. It kind of looks like Titanfall. It has a similar sort of art style, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. And it's to funny because it. I read an article where it like Anthem is literally compared to Diablo, um, Warframe, and another one. Like Destiny. Destiny, yeah. yeah. Duh. And. But never once did they mention Titanfall, and I was like, "But it kind of looks like that." Yeah, but I think they were going more off the um, the loot. Yeah, the system. like the loot system and um, the sort of uh, constantly connected world, probably. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, Trials Rising. I don't know that one. I think that's a new Trials uh, dirt bike kind, of, or you know, the balancing bike. Yeah, motorcycle. Ubisoft yep. games. Yeah. And um, that looks like it. That's all of them. Short month, but uh, really busy day on February 15th. Yeah, it's going to be a big one, especially since we need to bring those stocks back up. <laughs> well, also, just so you know, Far Cry New Dawn is only thirty nine ninety nine instead of fifty nine ninety nine. Why is it so special? I don't know. That's the price. Is it a shorter game? Is it a DLC? Is it is it like the Lost Legacy from Uncharted? It is... It is a standalone sequel to Far Cry Five. Okay. Um, but uh, they they there's a bunch of articles about like the length of it and kind of what the game will offer because like the price point is definitely a thing that is pretty enticing about it. Hopefully to get some some new people into the franchise. Yeah. Is it full of in-game purchases? I don't I actually even know. know. That. I need to know. I am not a PR person for the <laughs> game. I just produce video content. Um, but like as someone who's a fan of, of Far Cry anyway, I'm still really excited. Like I'm I'm and very it looks really cool. Yeah, like I was excited when it got announced. I'm excited even while I've been working with it. Um, like it is you know I'm just surprised it came out so close after Far Cry five. Well they kinda do that though. Oh, Far Cry five came out a year ago. And they kind of yeah. do that thing where every year they do like the big release and then they do the sort of in between release. What was the in between release before Far Cry Five? Uh, that was Far Cry Primal. Primal. And that was a smaller game. Primal was a smaller map and it was a shorter game, but it, that one still launched at sixty bucks. Yeah, that's why. Because yeah, like they did Far Cry Three, then they did Far Cry Blood Dragon, then they did Four. I've never even heard of Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon was a uh, it was like a nineteen eighties uh, approximation of the future. Like the very beginning, it said the year is nineteen ninety seven. It is the future, and like the voice in it is Michael Bean from uh, Terminator. Mm-hmm. And so like it uh, it's very like dark blue with neon pink, very eighties future. Love that. It's it's a really cool looking game. Um, and so uh, I think huh. Travis played it. How did I not know about that? I don't know. I figured you and Travis both would have eaten that up. Uh, it's great. And yeah, then they did four, then they did primal, then they did five. And now this is new dawn. And, but like the interesting thing is though, it's the first one to actually truly like directly connect to another entry in the franchise. Cause this takes place 17 years after the events of far cry five, where it actually even carries over some characters yeah. into the new, the new dawn as it were. Very cool. So anyway, just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So is it time for the crush? It is time for the crush. Crush. Of the week. Crush. Crush. Are you crushing, lady? You go first. <laughs> uh, my crush is the Guan Yu skin from the uh, Lunar New Year for Reinhardt. Really? Yeah. I the like one that. who looks like uh, 
a Russian villain from from like uh, uh, Jack Frost from like I was thinking like uh, from Pinocchio or something. He looks like uh, that one guy, the the yes, big guy. Yes, gosh, I forgot his Kraus, name. Kraus, Kraus, uh, Kraus, uh, Kubla Kraus. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like I like that Reinhardt. I like his big beardiness. I mean, he's yeah. always beardy anyway. But yeah. I I like Reinhardt though. It's my favorite of all the new skins. I do like the the Hanzo, but it doesn't look like Hanzo. It just looks like an older man. Yeah. It doesn't have the the Hanzo like I don't know. It's like they almost like they changed his eyes or something. No, I'm I'm really digging the the Hanzo of yesteryear when he had the tracksuit. Yeah. And the joggers. Casual Hanzo so is still hot. the best. That's the best one. Yeah, like casual. Yeah, the high tops. Yeah, those the the joggers with the dragon across the butt. Yeah, and like the sort of like he's so cute. I just want to cuddle yeah. him. And he has like the tighter haircut, like, and he has the piercing, like. Yeah, he's, he's hip. Yeah, social Hanzo is kind of where it's at. I really like him. Um, you know what? I not to make this a Overwatch love fest, but yeah, I really don't have anybody. But I really am crushing on the tracer skin. Yeah. Even though she looks like a little boy, and that could be a little bit... You know she's legal, though. It's cool. She's legal. It's cool. So she's cool. It's cool. It's cool. But it's a little weird, but it's cool. <laughs> hey, I've crushed on Little Mac, and I know, and I found out he's 17. So, like, let's... It's okay. As long as you look and don't touch. Yeah. And, like, he'll be 18 someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's legal, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. The, she just looks adorable she looks like a little anime character and i forget which there's something they're all based off of this um entire season or um launch but i forget what the what they're based off of anyhow i'm losing my train of thought the coffee's wearing out (laughs) thanks lucky jack for what you did for me for the first hour and a half (laughs) i'm starting to die down (laughs) my brain hurts she has a cute little hat Cute little pants. <laughs> Still runs real fast, so we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but did you hear about the Reaper buff? I heard he's getting buffed again. Well, you yes. know, he has like a like a life steal when he attacks. He's well, he's always had that. Oh, so they upped it though. <sighs> they made him. He's basically a tank. They should just put him into the tank section rather I, than yeah. A, yeah. I, I heard they're they're kind of tweaking him more for the competitive to make him more competitive appeal appealing or whatever. Yeah. Well. Exactly, because the main reason was goats. Do you know goats? Mm-mm. It's a formation of certain characters of healers versus tanks mm. that make it almost impenetrable to like kill your force off because oh. they're constantly healing, constantly giving armor, constantly protecting. So it's like this awful thing that is basically you can't get through unless yeah. your your team also plays the same exact formation. Oh God. So they're like, well, we need a way to break this. And Reaper was what they chose to do this. So he's like super strong now. He's very tough to kill and he can break through. Gotcha. Um, But also, I feel Symmetra is also one who can break through goats because she feeds off of the power of shields. And Mm. the stronger her beam gets, she can kill really fast. Yeah. It's just hard to get her in there because she is really low on health and she can't gain health fast enough because mm. her even though sh- she does gain health over time, it just takes a while. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, so that's the whole reason why they buffed him. Not great. He's really pain. In- he was a pain in the ass before. He's even worse now. But good luck, people. Have fun. <laughs> He's got a really cool Lunar New Year skin, though. He does. You can't even tell it's him. I know. I love it. 
I love that feather. It kind of just fades off into the misty it, smoke. He looks like uh, Dragon Slayer um, Ornstein from Dark Souls. Kind of. You love that. I do. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so where can people follow you? Oh, well, they can't. Oh. I quit social media. Oh, yeah? At least I want to, but I can't. Yeah. Because we have a podcast. Yeah. No, I, I um, keep threatening to close out my accounts. I like, oh, wait, really, I like, I swear if I ever move out of L.A., you will know nobody will ever find me again. I will quit all my social media. It's just so weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram, Twitter. Yep. And D.com if you want to <laughs> hire me. <laughs> and where can they follow you on uh, Twitch? Um, I don't remember. That one's just your name. At Satine on Twitch, there so I can, can buy Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Mr. Gladstone, where Mr. is spelled out on Instagram and Twitch, or you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter. And you can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast. No, you, at yeah. BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can email us. If you want to follow us, you can go to BitDiffPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and YouTube. Do I always do that? Uh, whenever we don't have the shit, <laughs> yes, you always steal my line. <laughs> When do we have new episodes? Uh, every Wednesday. Uh, we, yeah, we honestly, we try our best. Uh, sorry about last week. That was completely my fault. Um, Agreed. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and subscribe in Spotify? Um, and yeah, like, uh, tell a friend. We know that worked with uh, with Sarah. Yeah, and, Sarah. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. And seriously, happy two-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Rob. I love you. Oh, my you. God. I love you, too. This is so crazy. I can't believe it's been two years. I know. Right? It's really nuts. Do you remember when we first, like, talked about it? We were drunk. Yep. At Patrick and Hector's after, like, reception party at their wedding. Yeah. And, and you were like, I think I want to do this. And I was like, sure. Like, I was like, we'll see if this ever happens. You said, as long as... We're nice, and we don't say mean things about yeah, stuff. As long as we talk, and yeah. look what's happened. Oh God, I seriously. say mean things. We've learned, we've lived long <laughs> enough to see our bec- ourselves become the villain instead of dying the hero. We become our worst enemies. Uh, no, but in general, I think we tend to talk about stuff we like, though. Like, yeah. instead of just being a straight up, you know, uh, Schroeder kind of podcast, we can at least talk more about the stuff that's good and worth playing instead yeah. of like, well, I played this for 40 hours and I hated every second of it. I don't know why I spent 40 hours playing it. Blah. Yeah, we we um, balance it out. Yeah. We do the yin and the yang. Yeah. At least I like to think so. <laughs> well, and even though like, a lot of times you find super negative articles, it's not like you wrote them. You just found them. Yeah, and they're interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, well, yeah, thank you for listening. Happy two years. Happy two years. Love you. Here's to two more. Here's to two more. And ciao, Bye-bye.